You're listening to the Renew Life Church podcast. We hope this message inspires you and challenges you to become a true disciple of Jesus. To find out more about us, go to RenewLifeChurch.com. It's an honor to be here. You know, I just got a couple of things. I am passionate about the testimony of Jesus Christ. What's a testimony? A testimony is basically God's glory comes on your story. Every single person in this room, if you have encountered Jesus, His glory has come onto your story. He's edited better than any, you know, RNA virus, uh, vaccine or anything. God has edited you, come in, and, and He's put glory into your story. And the Bible says that the testimony of Jesus, that glory moment in your life, is the spirit of prophecy. Do you know what that means? That means if God saved you from drugs, that means that there is glory on your story for that to happen again. God is going to supernaturally set you up with other people who are addicted to drugs and the glory on your story, your testimony, will release breakthrough for them. Two people kind of believe me. It's time to wake up, church. The fastest growing church right now is in Iran. Did you know that? The fastest growing church is in Iran. The the mosques are empty. Did you know that? I was on a call at the start of this year with some of the leaders there, and they said, Dave, don't believe what you see on the news. The mosques are empty. The people have given up on the Muslim religion. I'm serious. There's a small elite group of military that are, are trying to keep it going, but the massive population are starting to encounter Jesus. And this is how it's happening. Women, mostly, have had the glory on their story, the glorious one, Jesus, come onto their story, and they are looking for someone who's highlighted to them. And they'll see a drug addict, and they'll go up to him and say, hey, why are you so depressed? Tell me your story. And they'll listen to their story, and they say, meet me here tomorrow and I will tell you my story. And I heard this story, a woman does that. The guy comes back, and she tells how she tried to hang herself, and Jesus supernaturally came, broke the rope, appears to her. She gives her life to Jesus, gets radically set free from sexual abuse. This drag addict trembles because of the glory on her story. The Bible says in John chapter 1, it says, The Word became flesh and moved into the neighborhood. He moved into your street. He moved into your home. He moved into wherever He has encountered you, or if you're yet to have an encounter, Jesus chases you down, just like Braden said. She shares that with him. The guy trembles. He's like, can I have that Jesus? And... She goes, sure, let me pray for you. She just prays. He goes home to where he hangs out and he described it like this. There's broken tiles everywhere, like just, and as he walks into this place, a mist starts to fill the room. 
And then the tiles start rattling. <laughs> and then in walks Jesus from the right. And he falls down and gives his life again to, to his Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. That is happening faster than anywhere else in the world right now, faster than China. I say that because we have got some cool testimony books out there. And one of the most powerful things that I know that creates a supernatural family is meditating on the goodness of God, meditating on the glory in other people's stories. So those are out there, but the reason I want to say that is because you have a story and God is about to set people up with friends, with family members, with, with people that are random and he's going to say, all right, time to share your story. Time to share your glory moment with me. And watch, God is about to break out in this whole region just through the power of testimony. You know, this one, this one's really sweet for me. It's a kid's book. Anyone got any kids in the room? Here, you can have this one. What's your name? Yeah, you have this one. This is, um, you know, kids don't have a junior Holy Spirit. I'm serious, they don't. There's stories in there of 10-year-olds getting people out of wheelchairs. Never been to Bethel School of Supernatural Ministry. There's stories in there of kids making things and giving them to their parents. And their parents, suddenly their business is flipped around from a $200,000 debt into the positive. We gave, I, I had a couple from Australia just come to Bethel and they said, we gave that book to our, um, we bought that book and we were reading it in Australia and then all of a sudden, my wife started to try to read my son one about kids prayed for a bunny and it got eyeballs. It had no eyeballs for some reason, I don't know why. And the son goes, no, I don't want to hear that one, I want to hear that one and he turned to the page of when the glory of God came into this, this, the primary school, the elementary school at Bethel. Read me that one. So the mom starts to read the story of how God's spirit came into the school. Little kids started to lie down on their face as Jesus entered the, the school. And, and then the, the grade fives, the grade sixes, the grade eights, the whole day they spent just crying and worshiping Jesus. And she starts to read that and then all of a sudden, her little son, I think he was nine, he goes, lift your hands, mom, right now, God's here. And he starts like, praise Jesus right now and calls his dad in. Come in, dad. And the fire of God hits this kid as she reads the testimony. They're in Australia, guys. The fire comes on them and this little kid is like, I feel fire. I feel fire. They've never experienced anything like this. He goes, it's coming from the book. It's coming from the book. He would reach towards the book. He'd go, it's hotter on the book. It's hotter on the book. And the parents are like, what the is going on? Lift your hands. Worship Jesus. Worship Jesus. And then he started to try to throw himself off the bed to hurt himself. I can't hurt myself. This is the greatest. I'm invincible. He just kept throwing himself on the ground. 
little kid experiencing the fire and the power of God. For hours it went on, hours. He woke up in the next morning. They said he came in. He's like, I have the clearest mind ever, mom and dad. My mind is so clear right now. God moves through the glory on your story, but God also moves through the glory on other people's stories. Anyway, that's all a side note. That's not what I'm talking about. So, God wants to break out supernatural family in Renew Life Midland. Everybody say supernatural family. God is about, is about to, we talk about a metamorphosis right now at Bethel. Chris Valadin gave us the word of, uh, we're in a metamorphosis season. God said he's, he's actually not just doing a new thing, he's completely remolding us and making us into a butterfly. Where we've been, a caterpillar, a slug. Do you know a slug or a caterpillar is just a stomach on wheels? Did you know that? Literally just walks around eating. God is moving the church. God is moving you from a self, um, a slug, a caterpillar into a butterfly. (laughs) Completely different. The Bible says, your eyes have not seen. Your ears have not imagined. Your mind has not conceived the things that God has prepared for you, the ones he loves. God is about to build supernatural butterfly families. Powerful kids, powerful moms, powerful dads, powerful grandparents, powerful business people, powerful teachers, powerful doctors. God is about to break out in supernatural family. You guys okay? How do we create supernatural family? I want you to close your eyes right now. Supernatural family is not created by your head. Supernatural family is not created by your willpower. The Bible says the word became flesh and moved into the neighborhood. Jesus Christ died to close the gap between you and God, between you and heaven, Jesus Christ came so that you could be invited into the perfect family, the family called the Trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And that family is perfect love. And I think Cody said it. God's not angry with anyone this morning. God's not disappointed with anyone. He's not even giving up on anyone in the room. But he's full of love. He's full of love. He's like a waterfall. The waterfall I prophesied 
this morning, it's over you. I want you to close your eyes and lean back in your chair. Because God's love is like a waterfall. Every drop shouts, I love you. Every drop shouts, you're significant. Every drop shouts, I love this about you. Every drop, every drop has a lion inside of it. We sang it this morning. Every drop, it's, it's got courage in it for you. Where you feel weak, God injects love. God injects love. And why don't you just say, Holy Spirit, thank you for your love. Thank you for your waterfall. Just pour over me now, God. Pour over my, from the top of my head down to my shoulders, down to my belly, down to my waist. Just pour over me, Holy Spirit. Pour over me. We create supernatural family by living from this place here. This is what I call the waterfall of God's love. God loves you. You can, you can do this in your car. You can do this in your bed. You can do this at work. You can actually lean back as a child of God and experience full acceptance. Do you know the Trinity that you've been invited into? Let me read a scripture just so you know this is in the Bible. Ephesians chapter 3 verse 14 to 20 says this, For this reason I bend my knees before the Father from whom every family in heaven and earth derives its name, that He would grant you according to the riches of His glory to be strengthened with power through His Spirit in the inner self so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width and the length and the height and the depth, and to know the love of Christ, which surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to all the fullness of God. Now to Him who's able to do far more abundantly, beyond all that we ask or think, according to the power of that works within us. You know that you've been grafted into this Trinity, just like when Jesus was baptized, he came out of the water, the Father shouted. It says heaven was rent. It was a violent tear. And the Father was so excited to shout praise. He said, this is my son. I love you. I'm so well pleased. When he went up onto the Mount of Transfiguration with 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 the disciples, Moses, Elijah appears. Again, God is such a good dad. He's like, this is my son whom I love, in whom I'm well pleased. This is the family that you've been and I have been adopted into. We've been grafted into radical love. He's not bored with us. He's not disillusioned with us. He is shouting his praise over us. Jesus said this, check this out. In John chapter 5, he goes to the churchgoers of that day. And he says this, you're so good at receiving praise from one another, you have forgotten 
to receive the praise that comes from your only Father in heaven. He says to them, religious guys, you're doing all the stuff. You haven't found out where your power source is. Your power source is leaning back into the love and the praise of the Father. Just say, He loves me. Come on, say it again. Close your eyes and just say, He loves me. Say, I'm His beloved. He's not angry with me. He's not disappointed with me. You know, I asked Jesus, there's that scripture that says, when someone gets saved, there's a party in heaven. Have you, you, anyone, put your hand up if you've ever heard that scripture. I remember I asked God, no, God asked me. He said, Dave, how long do you think that party goes for? I was like, that's a good question. I said, probably 24 hours. That's probably enough. And God says, no, it's still going. Did you know that, that a party started when you got saved? When you said, Jesus, you came for me. You died as me. You, you rose again as me. I believe you. I don't believe religious activity. I don't believe um, that I can save myself. I need a Savior, and I want to be saved by you. When you believe that, when you said yes to Jesus Christ, everything changed. Everything changed for you. And the party has started from then and it's still going now. Here's the problem. You're familiar with yourself. You're familiar with yourself. Your wife's familiar with you. You're familiar with your wife. You're familiar with the kids. We're familiar with each other. Oh, that's just where Mary sits. I know Mary. I've known Mary for 50 years. She's been in the church for this long and I remember Mary. We're familiar with ourselves. Oh, that's, I'm just this. You know, Braden's really prophetic, but I'm just not prophetic. You're so good at receiving praise from one another. Haven't received the praise that comes from our Father. God's breaking off familiarity this morning. God is breaking off how you see yourself. God is breaking off how you see your, the person next to you. God is breaking off how you see others in this church. And He's releasing, he's releasing grace. He is releasing grace in the room. Do you, do you know what grace is? It means what I couldn't do before, I can do now. What I had no grid for before, I can do now. Here's how it works. It works through the gift of prophecy. Paul said this, he said, I pray that every one of you would prophesy. Did you hear that? Prophecy is not for queer Bethel people or whoever. Prophecy is for every Christian. Every follower of Christ can prophesy. Why is that so important? Because prophecy releases grace. 
Prophecy gives people gifts they did not have before. I was sitting on my couch once in my lounge room, just soaking, like just worship music on. I had a small group in our house. I was not expecting this. I'm lying there. Then all of a sudden I go into a vision and I see myself swimming in the sky. Half of me was dressed in a Jesus gown and the other half was dressed in a business suit. That's a pretty picture, isn't it? And God said this. He said, Dave, I've anointed you for the church and for business. Now, I knew from a young age that I was called to the church. I had no idea, no idea that I was called to business. From that moment onwards, the craziest things started happening around me. Business people would come up to me. Hey, can you pray for my business? Never happened before. And I'm like, Sure, God just said I'm anointed for business. This is my internal process. I'll give it a crack, pray for them. And they'd text me later, dude, since your prayer in the last four hours, we've made more money than in the last two months. And I'd be like, crumbs, is this real? And then someone else would come up. Same thing would happen. Next thing I find myself being flown like first class to the middle of Scotland to meet billionaires. And I'm like, what am I doing? I'm just Dave and Ozzy, they call me their surfer friend. Can't even surf. (laughs) Don't tell them that. And then I'm in these moments, I'm like, God, what do I say to these people that are running the world? Like, I don't even... And God just said, just play. Just be you. And I remember this moment. This is not in my notes. I was not going to say this. You're getting a freebie. God says to me one night, wash their feet. So I get up in the morning and I'm like, hey, for our last session today, can we do something a little bit out there? And they're like, sure. I said, could we wash your feet? And they're like, sure, why not? (laughs) Sounds jolly, you know, they're quite. And as I said to them, close your eyes and ask the Holy Spirit to show you your feet. Show you what you're wearing on your feet. And one of the executives says, I see torn up like war boots. There's blood everywhere. And as we begin to wash his feet, we're just following what the Holy Spirit was doing in the room. He breaks and he weeps and the power of God hits him. The next guy, I see myself in a, like an armor suit. So we just start to pray and wash his feet, literally take their shoes off, wash, but we're praying as we're doing it. Power of God comes and hits this guy. Forever changed, forever changed. God wants to add grace to you. Who are you? Who's your daddy? I love saying that. (laughs) Who is your daddy? Is your daddy your daddy? Or is your daddy your daddy? Check.
check this out. Oh, gosh, you've got to understand, this is so cool. God doesn't create just one thing. God isn't a God that creates black and white cats and that's it. God did not create just one thing. And then he's like, that'll do. We've got black and white cats. God created whales. It's bigger than buses. God created giant birds. He created dinosaurs. He created microscopic animals, monkeys. He created different colors of monkeys. He created birds, thousands of different birds. He created insects. He created so many things. That is who your daddy is. That is who your family's daddy is. That is who it is. Paul said, I I bend my knees before that father. The father of heaven, the father of earth. And here's the good news about the Holy Spirit. The Trinity that you've been grafted into. He hasn't stopped creating. Whoa. So he hasn't stopped creating you. Oh, but I only am good at this. I'm only good at this and I'm only good at this. Rubbish. The veil has been ripped. Oh, but the people around me, they just think I'm this. My, my, I've made a mess of my children. They just think I'm this. Rubbish. The curtain has been ripped over you. Christ Jesus shouts praise over you. Christ Jesus wants to give you grace. He wants to give you grace so you can be superhuman, super, like better than you could ever be. A better Cody. Cody's going to be better now that he's got a duck word. I'm serious. Who's your daddy? The earth was formless and void dark places. It doesn't matter how dark things are at your life. It doesn't matter how dark things are in your marriage. It doesn't matter any of that. The, the earth was a mess and the Spirit of God hovered over that. The start of our faith, first book of the Bible, the first verse, Spirit of God loves those places. Hovers there, not as a victim, not looking at his pockets going, do I have enough to fix this? Unlimited resources, unlimited power. That's your daddy. That is your daddy. And so the reason we build cultures that are prophetic, the reason prophecy, Paul said, I wish you would all prophesy, is that reason. We tap into who he is. We tap into the Spirit of God. He's hovering over our child. He's hovering over our marriage. He's hovering over our business. And we listen and he's playful to create. I'm sorry for yelling at you. Second Corinthians 5 verse 16 says this, Therefore from now on we recognize no one by the flesh. How are you looking at yourself? How are you looking at each other? Even though we have known Christ by the flesh, yet now we no longer know Him in this way. You know, I love that scripture in Matthew 16. You got Jesus and Peter and the disciples and Jesus says to them, who do people say I am? And then he looks at them, but who do you say I am? And we know the story. Peter says, you are the son of God. You are the Christ. He's like feeling fiery and shouting, you're the Christ. Never, never, no one had ever heard like that. No one had seen that. 
Peter prophesies over, over Jesus. And Jesus goes, God showed you, showed you that. That's a good word. You're spot on, buddy. You're a great little dingo at prophesying. Yes. And then he says this. He goes, he goes and I tell you who you are. He taps into the unlimited, hovering, creative, playful Holy Spirit. And he says, you're the rock. You are solid as a 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 rock. And on this rock, I will build my church. Peter gets a prophetic word from Jesus. But I'm just a fisherman, Jesus. Now, supernatural families never stop creating one another. Thanks for listening. We hope you felt encouraged by today's message. If you need prayer or would like to connect with us, find us on social media or by going to renewlifechurch.com.